This is the 40-year-old Bond Virgins podcast. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> yes, yes. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yes? Yeah. Yeah. The same. Let's just do this. Okay. It's a different vibe because <laughs> it's like uh, afternoon rather than evening. Yeah, we haven't done it in the afternoon before. No, once in the morning, right? But the rest mm-hmm. of them have been late evening, so that's weird. Spectre, shall I hit you up with some stats? Hit me up some stats. Let's hear those stats come on Amazon anything other than a 4.5 take a page from Sky. Don't be shy. Released in 2015, it gets a surprising 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Amazon, unsurprisingly, 4.5. Hmm. Haven't got skies. <laughs> I reckon three and a half. I'll check that later. <laughs> Will you? No. And then what? Tweet it out? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep it to myself. Okay. Uh, the fourth of Daniel Craig's five films meant to be his last he wasn't planning on doing another no seemed that way it, yeah it ended that way hmm. how'd you watch it this week how did you watch it this week right i um sat down to watch it yesterday afternoon but i hadn't had much sleep um during the night i had been Partly in pain, a lot in pain, (laughs) but also just like, you know, when you just have like work stuff on your head and your mind and you're like mulling it over, mulling it over. So I didn't get to sleep till two-ish and I woke up at six. Um, So anyway, I sat down, the kids had taken all the good rooms and I sat in the kitchen and we just had the little TV in the kitchen. So it was recorded um from between Christmas and New Year so that kind of betwixtmas little bit of last year mm. off of ITV4 um but about 10 minutes in I fell asleep and I woke up just as it ended uh so I watched it properly this morning on the big tv which made a hell of a difference because I really yeah. didn't yeah think much of it at all I mean I really didn't think much of it at all anyway to be fair but I really really didn't think much of it uh, the opening scene on the small on the small TV, but on the big TV, it was actually far more watchable. Um, and I scribbled down some vague notes. That is how I watched it. How about you? Um, I watched it twice. I watched it last Wednesday uh, in the evening after work, and then I did notes on it yesterday afternoon after work. I think you're nuts for watching these things twice. Mm-hmm. I like to enjoy a film for what it is. I can't do that whilst taking notes. I think I enjoy it more when making notes because I actually really take it in. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, have we got Scary AI Girl? Mm. <laughs> and did you ask her, why does Kelly keep hurting inside? I did. Does she have an yeah. answer? 
She does. <laughs> Kelly keeps hurting inside because she's a country music singer. Oh! And as we all know, country music <laughs> is all about pain. I think Kelly keeps hurting inside because she's a very sensitive person. She feels things deeply, both the good and the bad. And when things are bad, she really feels it. But I also think that Kelly's pain is a source of her strength. Yes. It's what drives her to write such honest and powerful songs. And it's what makes her connect with her fans <laughs> on such a deep level. So while Kelly's pain may be a source of suffering, it's also a source of beauty. And I mm. think that's why we love her so much. Here are some new reasons why Kelly keeps hurting inside. <laughs> She's allergic to painkillers. <laughs> She's a member of the Pain Olympics. She's dating a sadist. She's a secret agent, and her job is to make people feel pain. Of course, the real reason why Kelly keeps hurting inside is probably much more complex. But I think it's important to remember that even though she's in pain, she's still a beautiful and talented singer. And we should all be grateful for our music. Spooky girl got that so right. I'm going to write a country and western song about my gallstones. <laughs> oh, them old gallstones. It's weird that she mentioned them. Secret agents. Secret agents. Yeah. yeah. Um... So the place I get the music from, some people just let you use it. Other people say you have to uh, say who they are. And it was Jay Jen and Inine wrote that bit of music. So credit goes to them. Thank you very much. It was good, but it wasn't as raw and beautiful as one of my songs. <laughs> no, <Nah>, true. <laughs> but we can't all be a great country and western singer. It sounded like she said Kelly is a cunt. It started. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask her to make it dark. Synopsis? Yeah, do it. Okay. With an overwhelming threat of technology making the double O program obsolete, the last thing they need right now is for an agent to go rogue and destroy a block of buildings in a major city during a national holiday and celebration. Enter Bond. After going rogue and destroying a block of buildings in a major city during a national holiday and celebration, he has to disappear and get some big results fast. If he's to save the department, everyone's jobs, and for that matter, the world from the secret organisation, somehow still not known as Spectre. Ooh. See, that's how it should have sounded. <laughs> sounded good. It did sound like that. What are you about? <laughs> you didn't do that three times. <laughs> Opening barrel shot for the first time. Barrel shot back at the front. Yeah. I mean, and it was a very, um, it was like a very retro one. I don't know if it's done the full blood drop before. I mm. don't know if this is, like, it's almost been like Bond's, Bond becoming Bond. Does this signify he's well into his Bond days? I don't know. But like the last three movies are like a trilogy of origin stories, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like just like your basic the, bond the first, paper. yeah. It's mm. like all the bits are in place now. Here you go, kind of thing. But hey, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Right, go. All righty. 
So we open up with an actual opening uh, title of the scene. Just says the dead are alive in text. Never seen that before on a Bond yeah. movie. It felt significant at the time, but it doesn't really come back and. No. Well, actually, no. is it is it um, in reference to like the entire uh, legal release of being able to you know, have access to those characters and organisations that? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, to keep yeah so. maybe it is. Um, so they're in Mexico City on the Day of the Dead celebration. I like the music they play and I could listen to that all day I'd like to go there for the day if it's anything like that in real life I don't know if it's that elaborate isn't well they uh, I read that um there actually hadn't been a de la mortas or however however it is said um in I don't know whether in this particular town I assume so ever before this film was made but now they have one Mm. every oh okay We'll add it to our list of places to go. Yeah, I would like to check that out. Uh, Bond plus everyone else in top hat and tails, um, also painted up as skeletons. Uh, Bond wearing a big old heavy skull mask as well to top it all off. Oops. Apparently in honour of Baron Samaday from uh, yeah. Let Die, which was the, say, the first film that... Daniel Craig and Sam Mendes. director Mendes, uh, their, fir- their first Bond film that they both watched, not together, I think. I don't think they knew each other when they were younger. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so he's walking through a parade into a hotel with a lady. Um, he thinks he's about to get, sorry, she thinks he's about to get laid, but Bond climbs out the window across some rooftops. Um, he's going to spa on a meeting across the street in a hotel room. In that meeting, they're talking about blowing up the stadium. Uh, Bond starts shooting at the goons when they see him, which causes an explosion in the building, um, making the building collapse, uh, including the one he was standing on. He manages to jump down a couple of collapsing floors and lands on a sofa. Bond sees Ponytail Guy in a white suit as he survived the explosion from the meeting and uh, he does a run through the crowds and Bond chases him. Ponytail uses the parade as cover so he, he can't be shot. A chopper flies over which is Ponytail's ride. Ponytail jumps on board but Bond does as well. Bond and Ponytail have a punch up in the back of the chopper as it takes off. Bond even slaps the pilot around a little bit. The pilot fights back and starts trying to shake Bond out of the chopper by doing flips and rolls in the air. Uh, this is over a crowded square. All the crowds are screaming and running away as the chopper looks like it's out of control. Ponytail and Bond both hanging on for their lives and still trying to beat each other up. The chopper finally levels out, uh, which Bond uses the momentum to launch himself across the chopper and boot Ponytail out to his death. Hi. It's pretty good. Ninja kick. Um, mini punch up with the pilot gives him the boot as well. Bond takes control of the chopper, pulling up just before mowing down the crowd. <laughs> Bond looks at the ring he pulled off Ponytail's hand. It's got an image of an octopus on it. Ooh, opening credits. <laughs> mm. It was all right. What are the opening credits? Um, the opening credits were so on the little screen just barely worth commenting on on the big screen a bit better more of the kind of the foreshadowing that 
um, Skyfall had done, so that kind of little elements of, but it was in, so it was little elements of the film coming up, but actually because there were a lot of back references in actual film, actually I thought it was giving you little glimpses of films gone by. Um, I, I saw a bunch, I didn't write anything down except for the notes on the actual movie. Uh-huh. Um, there's loads of little nods to other films, I think, in this one. Oh, really? Like what? And, Can you remember? Uh, as one I noticed closer to the end when um, he who shall not be named turns on the bombs, uh, it turns them on for three minutes, just like Goldeneye. Okay. Um, there was a couple of others. Oh, actually, okay. Oh. So actually, in the film itself, references to older films. Yeah. Not that. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's um, the spar on top of the mountain. Yes. Yeah, true. Her yeah. match. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a moment again where the octopus, I think this was in the credits, seemed to emerge from the sea. And again, it looked like the um, the underwater palacey place. Yeah. 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 <sighs> not Thunderball. Whatever one that was. Yeah. Not Thunderball. Fuck you, Thunderball. Mm, Whatever it's. Yeah. <laughs> Old fish, fish hands. Yeah. Fishy hands. <laughs> that was um spy love me because he was sleeping with the russian spy right yeah that one yeah yeah because she spots the things yep you're right you're right thinking hard <laughs> yeah credits meh song i kind of like sam smith's voice actually and i like the kind of like the high warbly things he does but yeah pretty um bland okay i thought it was kind of good i liked all the octopus imagery bond gets his tits out dances girl as per norm then you go through all the past villains that are setting up to be inspector uh did you see all the images of the different villains yes yeah, yeah. but you also get m there at the end of the, the villains but that was because well, it's because those so images the that they're showing. No, well, I, well, possibly, but it's all the images that they that that are also there at the end of the film. So that's what I mean. When I was watching right. the titles, I thought it was glimpses of old films, but actually, oh, they are the pictures saying. that are used at the end of this film when he's right, right, right. walking through yeah. that corridor thing. Um, I like it when the gun shoots out, squid ink. <sighs> yes, and I like the girls kind of being consumed by it. Yeah. Contrast of blacks, golds and blues. And then I just put, put a note down. I didn't realise this was a Bond film. I recognise the song. And like you say, I like the guy's voice. I didn't know who it was. <laughs> I had to Google it and then realise it was the guy that now has like got, he's got like dyed blonde hair and wears like Whips and teddy, teddy bear outfits and stuff. Then yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. So there you go. Moving <laughs> on. Moving on, <laughs> different times, different times, different times. M's office, yeah. M's pissed at Bond, complaining that Bond blew up half a city block uh, during the day, during the dead day of the dead parade. Having no reason to be there, M is worried that the double O program was going to be shut down, and this might be the last name in the coffin. Uh, he has a good old bitch at Bond. Bond winds him up further by saying, "That sounds like you got a tricky day ahead of you." At one point, he says, don't potter around. And, yeah. uh, I didn't know whether the use of potter was in reference to Harry Potter or not. Like, <laughs> don't potter around. 
he has, he's got a proper, that new M's got a proper snarly face when he, he's yeah. got a good angry face. Yeah. Bond says he was on holiday in Mexico. Swim says, fine, then you're grounded and we're taking all your missions away from you. Uh, I mean, this Bond is just... a recurring theme now. Yeah, There's yeah. got to be like half of themed uh, films where he's gone rogue and takes yeah, matters into his own hands. I think it's a shout out to half the other films that they've made. I guess. <laughs> Bond is about to leave when M tells him whatever he's up to, he's got to stop right now. Um, then Max Denby, Joint Security Service, walks in. in. He's introduced to Bond by M. Max says he's heard a lot about Bond. Most of it's good. Bond says he should call... Oh, Bond says he should call Max C. don't know what his actual title is. No, but but apparently this because uh, I was like, oh, see, like that that could be rude, but that was yeah. what it was meant to be. Oh, it was meant to be. Yeah, rude. it was him meant okay. to be the C word. <laughs> Max says, Max says Max is fine. Bond says, no, I'm going to call you C. C. <laughs> I I like that. Yeah. As Bond leaves, Money Penny tries to hand him a box of crap from his old house that got blown up in the last movie. He asks her to bring it back to his house later on. I thought that was rude. Yeah, because the very next scene, two seconds later, Bond at his house, Money Penny turns up. So there's no need for it. That could have yeah. been he the same. He should have taken scene. it himself. <laughs> uh, Bond's at his house, Money Penny turns up with a box. Money Penny asks Bond what's going on and what he was doing in Mexico. Bond shows Money Penny a video message from old M, Emma. The video is M telling Bond to find. Find a man called Marco Schiara mm-hmm. and kill him and then go to his funeral. Bond needs to be in Rome in three days for the funeral and ask Money Penny to help out as he's grounded. Also ask her to do some digging for him at MI6 about the name Pell King uh, that he heard back in Mexico. Money Penny leaves and Bond goes through his box of old crap. He ends oh. up looking at a temp. Oh, gone. Okay. You sound like you really want to have something to say. Yeah. Looks like a temporary guardianship from what? What? <laughs> Date on that. I went in too early the first time. I thought you were going to skip over the thing. 21st of the first, 1983. <laughs> yep. And it also says he was 12 at the time, yeah. which means that he was born in 1971. Hmm. Was there a film out in 71? Film out in 71, actually, that year. Did a shout out to the year of everyone film. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, there you go. The one uh, of little Sean Connery. Yeah. Uh, he looks at a temporary guardianship form that was in the box dated 21st of 1st, 1983, along with a picture of three people the guardian of Bond and another person, but his face is missing due to damage from the fire at the house or whatever. Uh, Bond on a boat on the Thames. They pass the old MI6 building and it's due to be destroyed in a week's time or knocked down or whatever. They head to the new building called Controlled by Sea. Uh, Bond heads into Q's lab. Bond gets nanotechs pumped into his blood so MI6 can track him after what he did in Mexico. Q then shows Bond a new car, the Aston Martin DB10. This car was actually not put into production, was only designed for the movie. Only 10 of them were ever made. And one of these sold at auction lately for 3.5 
million dollars. Uh, Q shows it to Bond, explains it's been set up with some gadgets and and so on, but then tells him it's been reassigned to 009 and then just gives him a watch. (laughs) This is for you, shitty little watch. Thirty-four million pounds was spent on cars for this film that Mm. kind of destroyed. Thirty-four million quid. Thirty-four mil. It's a lot of money. Too much money. Think about poverty Mm. and the and the food banks that could be wiped out with that kind of money for a car in a Bond film that's not even any good. Well. Yeah, but they're not going to watch these movies. They can't afford it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bond asks if there's anything. Oh, Bond asks if the watch does anything. Q says it tells the time, but also but also warns that the watch has a very loud alarm. Um, then Bond spots his old DB5 Aston Martin all blown up to bits. Q branch are restoring it, which is quite nice. Bond asks Q to do him a favour. And not tracking for a couple of days, Q announces the blood won't be able to be tracked 48 hours after then it'll be working perfectly. So <laughs> we get a small cut scene of Money Penny opening a gift with a mobile phone in it from Bond. Then we cut back to Q. 009's there to collect the car. Um, then Q notices his lab door is open, finds that the DB10 is missing, and a bottle of shampoo left in its place. And then Q says, Oh shit. <laughs> Which I think was possibly the first time that Q's sworn, I don't know. Maybe. I thought when when he gets given the crappy watch, he said, um, the alarm on this is very loud, if you know what I mean. And Monk says, I think I know what you mean. I thought he was um I thought he was suggesting to Bond that he stole the car. So I was a bit surprised when he went in and found it gone and was I was surprised by his surprise. Right, right, right. Yeah, I didn't get that. I'm a fool. DB10 on a road leading to Rome. Just like the saying. The controls on the gadgets are quite crude. Just toggle switches mounted on a bracket screwed into the dashboard with a label maker, with label maker labels on them, which I thought was quite cool. It's like the first time that Q is actually a deck, because the other car was just a car, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. And this first one was a match with gadgets on it. Bond gets to the funeral and watches from the back. Bond spots a guy with a couple of bodyguards but doesn't see his face. The funeral finishes and Bond approaches the widow of Ponytail. Bond tells her that he's in life insurance and she might need some. Then her goons turn up and she leaves. The widow gets home. She walks into the garden, followed by two goons that come out of the shadows to take her out. She's expe- she seems to be expecting it. But she hears two gunshots. Bond is there. He's killed the two goons. Uh, she says that's only bought her about five minutes. And Bond says that's time for a drink. You know what they drink? Shampoo. Shampoo. There's so Bond much shampoo in this film. There is a lot. <laughs> Bond admits to killing her husband. He, she gives him a slap and then they hook up whilst Bond interrogates her. She mentions... She mentions a meeting about Ponytail's replacement happening tonight at midnight. Bond leaves her Felix's number, Felix, and tells her to call him and get her out of the country. Bond heads to the meeting she mentioned. That was the only, that was it. That was it for her. She like must phone Felix and he scoops her off and 
we don't see her again, right? No. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's so random. Well, there was a big deal made of having what, uh, Monica. Oh God, Monica Bellucci. Okay. She was the she is the oldest Bond girl ever. So she was fifty one when she made this. Okay. It's like she was in it for like five seconds. Is she uh, famous then? I don't really know who she is. Uh, Monica Bellucci. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess she was in stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Maybe she wasn't actually. Maybe she was <laughs> just in that. <laughs> <laughs> she Sounds in Matri- like. Was she in a Matrix movie? Uh. Leave that with me, okay? Okay. Uh, Bond pretends to be Spectre uh, with the ring that he took off Ponytail's hand where we get to get into the meeting. Um, the bodyguard, bodyguard asks who he is. He says Mickey Mouse, uh, but then shows him the ring and walks in. Topolino. The meeting has already started with a lot of uh, members at the table, some more standing around and even more looking over the balconies at the meeting. Are we just going to say who comes and sits at the table? Um, no, go for it. Yeah, so Blowfield walks in. <laughs> 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 they kind of like try and... I mean, anyone that's watched this film will know where this is going, I suppose. But they don't actually say his name till the end of the... Almost the end of the movie, do they? Which is a shame. Yeah, she was in Matrix Revolutions and Reloaded. Right, I know she is then. Yeah. So Blowfield walks in, everyone goes silent for a moment, he sits down and then the meeting carries on. Uh, they talk about the failed attack in Mexico and having to replace Ponytail. And then the fact that, oh, and then the fact that the Pale King must be terminated. Uh, some guy says he's up for the job. Speaker asks if anyone else will challenge for the position. And then Dave Bautista walks in. You know Dave Bautista? I know him from um, another Daniel Craig film, um, from the Knives Out franchise, Glass Onion. Uh, okay, cool. Oh, but he was also in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I've seen that. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. They ask him to state his credentials. He smiles and then just slams a dude's head against the table and, <laughs> and then stabs his eyes out with some metal thumbnails. Dude falls onto the floor. Uh, no one is disturbed by this. And then Dave Patista sits in the chair. I've written down that he's a bit like Jaws. He doesn't say anything throughout the film, but instead of metal jaws, he's got metal thumbnails. So I'm calling him thumbs. <laughs> Blofeld then announces that there is someone new here looks up at James and then says say hello to James looks directly at him and says it's been a long time Bond looks like he's shitting his pants he looked really uncomfortable didn't he on that moment turns to run but the the guard from the door stood behind him Uh, Bond breaks his nose and then throws him over the balcony onto the meeting table by the way, that table was gorgeous. Oh, I didn't spot the table. Insanely large, but it's like all one, well, it couldn't have been all one piece, but. I'm considerate of wood. Yeah, like a perfect finish, and lucky it'd be one piece, but it's like bigger than my house. That table. You should go back and take a look. I can't, I don't know whether, I don't think I made a note on where it is, but um, there was another incredible lift in this film as well, like a state stained glass, metal framed. Yeah. Where lift. was that? Oh, that, that was in the hotel be. at the beginning. Right. Do like, it's almost like I'm um, doing a bit of like house, like shopping, watching these films and picking out different bits of furniture I wouldn't mind having. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I could do that. Got to go for those padded doors. Yes. <laughs> right. There's panic. People start to leave. Bond jumps through a window, then down a couple of levels to his car whilst being shot at. Bond has a car runner in the Aston, but Fums is in a Jaguar CX-75, and they're both drifting the cars through the old cobbled streets of Rome at night. It looks pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. Then they get onto some main tarmac roads. Uh, Bond tries out the rear guns in the car, but there's no ammo loaded yet in the vehicle. Uh, takes a couple of corners, then tries the atmosphere switch, which just starts playing music and <laughs> a welcome message for double O9, which I thought was pretty good as well. Bond jumps off a, I don't know, small bridge and kind of is meant to go over a roof of a car, but just rips the car roof right off. Um, I thought that looked pretty good. I put nice touch that they just didn't just jump over a car, but went mm-hmm. through it instead. Um, then Bond gets stuck behind an old man in a Fiat 500 and down a one-way lane. Uh, it's not going any faster than 40 miles an hour, even though Bond is flashing his lights and beeping the horn. So Bond starts pushing his car along with the Aston, getting it up to about 80 miles an hour before Bond takes a turn in. The old man manages to stop just in time, uh, taps a bollard with the front bubble, which makes his airbags go off. I laughed at that as well. Well, that's good. Whilst... I feel bad for him. <laughs> what, the old classic... guy? <laughs> yeah, it's classic James Bond, just like doing something to suit him. <laughs> he didn't even care whether he was dead or not. Well, just he's like... lucky. He didn't yeah, know the lucky. bloke behind him had a license to kill. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> Well, he hasn't actually at the moment. But well, still. no, yeah, quite right. He hasn't. <laughs> Bond calls Money Penny during the chase. Bond tells her everything, and he's found out about the organisation. Money Penny has some dude in her bed. The Pell King is Miss Mr. White. She finds out. Uh, Bond asks her to check on a guy named Franz before and after his death. Then I've just not. Noted out there, lots more drifting on cobbles, drifting down staircases, now driving on a cycle path next to a river, driving up some slope walls. Bond hits the exhaust flames on the car, burns <laughs> burns up Fums's car, whilst so Fums can't see, whilst Bond uses the ejector seat on himself and launches out the car before the car launches itself into the river. Um, I like that Bond's using an ejector seat rather than ejecting someone else out of his car. I think mm-hmm. that's the first time we've seen him eject out of the Aston. Yeah, which yeah. is what I said from like the <laughs> first or second movie. Just jump out. End of that scene. Money Penny is checking on the Franz guy, finds out a newspaper story about a father and son dying in an avalanche in the I don't know if you can attempt it. Well, should I attempt it? Kits Kitzumbul Alps. Sounds good. Was wondering if that was the same Alps that um, other Blofeld caused an avalanche in. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I never checked it out. The dad is the same guy that is in the photo that Bond was looking at earlier when he was looking at his temporary guardianship order. So Blofeld and Bond knew each other as kids. Next scene, see? Hmm? It's really cute. C is holding a meeting, wants to combine MI5 with MI6, as well as um, security from all other countries. M's not happy about it. Out of the nine countries, one said no, uh, so the vote doesn't go through, but C reckons it's just a matter of time. M asks Q to trap Bond and make sure he's in London. Q tells him he's in Chelsea. 
cut to Austria. Bond's on a little boat in a lake. Heads to an old house at the lake. Bond goes in. The place looks abandoned. He sees some light coming from under one of the walls. It says a basement area where Mr. White is sitting, looking at lots of different screens. He doesn't look well. Mr. White is dying. White says he quits and is in hiding. Didn't like how they were started trafficking women and children, I think was the general idea. He won't up for it anymore. Bond says he can keep his daughter alive if he tells him where Blofeld is, but White doesn't believe him, so Bond gives his gun to White out of trust as a sign of trust. White tells Bond the location of his daughter and then blows his own brains out. That was Bond horrible. goes. <laughs> he wasn't well, though. No, no, I know. Bond goes through his wallet and finds a picture of his daughter. Um, before he, he was saying. White was saying he found some value or something. I, I couldn't work out what he was saying, and the subtitles didn't cover what he was saying. He he'd been poisoned with thallium. It had been placed on his on his phone, and thallium's a, a poison that can be absorbed through the skin. So that's why he oh, looks so ill. He was slowly thought, dying of poisoning. That's why he killed. I thought himself. you were saying valium, like the like the thing you take to uh, you give someone no. a valium to come and down. No thallium. Okay. Um, cut back to C. C's in his new building. New building's got a big curly ramp instead of stairs. It's stupid. It's how long it would take to get up to the top floor. C's new building. M's not impressed. M is trying to convince C that a double O program is needed, that the human factor is still needed to make the decision to pull a trigger or not to pull a trigger on the ground. You'll never get that from a surveillance system. C explains he is watching MI6 with surveillance. M's kind of fucked off. <laughs> and then we're back to... Oh, and then we're at a mountaintop clinic, just like in her match. Mm-hmm. Which may be where the avalanche was. Was that the same feel? We talked about this before, didn't we? Because we're trying to remember who... Yeah, who because was it in is the Tracy, right? Because... She gets because <laughs> whoever whatever the bomb was, it's like stay close, but they were like cartwheeling through and yeah. And then she gets taken <laughs> off, and I thought that she died at that point, but she's not. She's just hanging out, kissing Blofeld in a bikini. Oh yeah, yeah. But is that her? Yes, yes, it is because this is exactly the conversation we had. And then her dad turns up in a helicopter oh, and punches yeah. her in the face and puts her in the helicopter. Out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> One, one heads in. He has an appointment with Dr. Swan. Turns out to be White's kid. Bond answers questions about his past, then starts asking questions about her past. Oh, she realises that he is there because of her father after he tells her what he does for a living. As she tells him to do one, but he hangs around downstairs. Um, Q turns up. As the right go at Bond, tell him to come back or Q and Moneypenny are going to get fired. Bond asks for one last favour to check out the Spectre ring. Bond sees Swan being taken away by goons. Uh, Fums is driving the car uh, and he's got a couple of other goon cars following him. Bond tells them in a small plane flying alongside them while shooting. Q is followed in a gondola. Shout out to gondolas. Gondola. The Jaws movie. After scanning the ring and finding out the links to Spectre, I don't know how he got all that information from the ring. Did they have like a USB well, port on it or something? He's, he's cute. No, he just put it on like a little 
pan, it absorbed all of its weight and information. Because <laughs> what know, information? Just everything that that is is it. Mm. Okay, yeah. so. <laughs> I didn't really understand. Yeah, uh, I didn't understand. I mean, myself. maybe it had a fingerprint on it or something, but I couldn't. Have, I wouldn't have thought so after Bond's been I wearing think it the for way a week. and I think it just like digitally scanned it and like measured it and weighed it and found like the important markings on it. I mean, the octopus was a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, I mean, if anything, if you're in a secret organization, you shouldn't make rings. No, not with like visible like logos on them don't put your nah. logo on nah. might as well make a t-shirt that'd be cheaper one of them had a tattoo didn't they wouldn't one of the women have a tattoo oh really oh no that was um that was the daughter that was octopusy right wasn't that in octopusy it's my little octopusy but that wasn't part of spectre was it no that was just octopusy that's just having an octopus on her yeah it's nothing to do with Spectre. Nothing. <laughs> I don't think anything to do with Spectre in that. <laughs> Q being followed by a gondola after being, scanning the ring and finding out what that people are linked to it amazingly. Does a runner when the door is open. Bond flies low directly behind the cars, loses his wings and his wheels, and then he's sliding along behind them, smashes into the rear of Fums's car. Two cars turn and Bond slides down the mountain, manages to steer the plane somehow like a propelled snowboat, <laughs> drives it through a log storage place and crashes into the two cars, taking out one of the green cars completely. Um, Bums goes through the windscreen and Bond shoots out the driver, saving Swan. She reckons she didn't need saving and starts doing a runner in the snow. Bond catches out of her and says something like, come with me if you want to live or something, something like that. They go back to Q's hotel room. Q tells Bond he's onto something, explains that the organisation are all dudes from previous films. Um, they're all linked. Swan tells them it's called Spectre and that Mr White was part of it. Swan tells Bond where to go next. And then they see on the TV a terrorist attack in South Africa, which happens to be the country that didn't vote for C's plan. The person that Bond had a lead on was not actually a person it's a place a latin american and swan knows where it is it's in tangier we've been there before right not us but in the movies i think i'd remember uh yeah maybe Do you, what, I, should, I think there was some belly dancing in tangier oh and i was like ah i wonder if they're gonna have, we're gonna have a little belly dance but we didn't I mean, that's it now for belly dancing. Got it. <laughs> I, re- I honestly thought we were going to get another um, uh, another. Oh my god, circus! I really thought there would just be a little, a little tiny circus reference. Mm. But no. Oh, we got another movie. <sighs> yeah, I'm not holding that much hope. <laughs> Do you know that? And and actually, I've noticed that. Um, I mean, spoiler alert: there's no soup in this one, but there isn't any food. Like you never down to have dinner like the old Bonds used to. There's never a banquet. There's never a fancy dinner scene. Bond used to like sitting down with his uh, super villains, didn't he? Yeah, and, um, and his lady friends too. Yeah, it's not for anyone. It's just all action. Daniel Craig's all like sad. Doesn't want to eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it is a two-time Bond location. The Living Daylights. 
Bond travels to Tangier in pursuit of General Koskov. Oh, God. That was the one with the rebel dudes, with the blokes that wear the belt belt of bullets that turned up at the end with the violin thing. Do you remember? Uh, the cello. The one with cello, the cello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's doing performance at the end, and they all still turn up wearing like the bullets and guns and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. The game is back together. We've just come straight yeah. from the airport. Yeah. Okay. Right. The place just seems to be a hotel suite, but Swan says her parents used to come back there every year. So Bond smashes the place up looking for Brand secrets. But ringing me, should I answer it? Can do if you like. It'd be a bit unfair, wouldn't it? To do it on. You can cut it out if it's. I can cut it out. Oh. He hung up. Ooh. Right, fine. Fine, Granddad. Okay. So Bond looks for secrets around the room but can't find anything. Swan gets drunk. She goes to bed and tells Bond to stay up and guard her and then tells him that they're not going to be banging. What which I like. What? She, um, she, was she drunk or something? She kept saying yeah. odd little words. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was hammered, yeah. Okay, from what? She sat there drinking a bottle of wine as Bond smashed the room up. Oh, okay. All right, makes more sense because she was just like muttering stuff and didn't make any, yeah. any real rhyme or reason. Okay, carry on. So she goes to bed. Bond sits up in the chair by the window guarding her, which reminded me of the Roger Moore one uh, when they're in like uh, an old American house in the country. And all he's got is a shotgun. Yeah. So she sat there while she sleeps. Yeah. Guarding it was her. her gun, wasn't it? And it wasn't, yeah. yeah. And like it was like it was rock salt. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon that was another one. Okay. Later that night, Bond sees a mouse. It, it's about to shoot the mouse, but then it runs through a hole in the wall, and Bond realizes there's something behind that wall, so he smashes it down. Finds a secret spy station that Mr. White and his wife used to use. Bond checks out White's old computer and sees he was trying to track Blofeld and now wants Bond to finish the job. Maybe. Uh, back to C. Africa votes. New surveillance system is going ahead for in within 72 hours. Cell tells them, Cell? C tells M that the double O's are going to be gone. And then Bond is on a train with a private cabin. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Had to be, didn't it? I, Her time? Yeah. Uh, Maybe see, I, I did write Higgin up on a train, but I don't think we've been <laughs> writing down. We haven't been doing cups. them. No. Yeah. Oh, well. Bond, um, Bond shows Swan how to use a gun, but she already knows because she's got the skills. Uh, Q, M, and Money Penny meet. M says they're being watched by C. Can't help Bond, um, but tells Q to delete the smart blood files so they can't track Bond. Bond having dinner with Swan. Um, no. He is having dinner with someone. Yeah. Why are they having the, dinner? They don't get very far. Actually, they bring over a dish. I think they say what it is, but it's in a big silver lid. Mm. And that's where he sees thumbs coming towards him, doesn't he? In the reflection oh, of the man. lid. Where's your film? It's on DVD downstairs. Oh, man. Check it out. Bond having dinner with... Keep going. Keep talking. 
Bond's having dinner with Swan. They have she orders a vodka martini dirty. Bond says they'll have the same. They're having a romantic time when Fums turns up and starts beating the shit out of Bond. Swan hits Fums, so he turns around and knocks her out. Bond and Fums beat the shit out of each other through at least three carriages, smashing up the dining carriage, the kitchen and the bar area, completely destroying the place. Fums is about to throw Bond off the train when Swan shoots Fums in the arm. Uh, he drops Bond and starts fighting her. Bond grabs a rope and puts it round his neck, then links the rope to a barrel and kicks the barrel off the train. Fums looks at Bond and says one word. Shit. And then gets you ripped off the train. I like Fums. That's a classic Bond villain number two. Bond and Swan hook up on a train. Um, they get to a train station in the middle of a desert when a 1948 Rolls-Royce Silver Wraith turns up. The driver asks them to get in. It, take, it takes them to a fancy compound slash house in the desert, which is within a crater in the middle of the desert. It's pretty cool. Uh, Bond's gun is taken and they are shown to their rooms. They are taken to what looks like an observatory from the outside, offered some shampoo. Inside, there is a meteorite. What are you doing? I went to see, I went to put it back on the TV, but it was the first time ever I watched it. I really hated it. And I just went, delete. And um, I'd forgotten I'd done that. (laughs) Shampoo. So around this part, in this area, I didn't spot it, uh, but I made a note of it. is where the painting is somewhere from the previous movie. The one from the the one where the guy gets sniped looking at the painting he was going to buy. Yeah, I it's read that it somewhere. was in the earlier scene, that it was in the shack where she was sleeping on the bed, where the mouse was. Oh. Hanging on the wall there. There? That's what I read. Okay. Maybe. I'd have to have a look. Blowfield appears out of the shadows and uses the meteorite as a metaphor for his organisation, being unseen silently before causing devastation. Blowfield gives Bond and Swan a tour. Bond explains he's come there to kill Blowfield and says, and Blowfield says, I thought you came here to die. Bond says, well, it's all a matter of perspective. Blofeld continues the tour and shows them his surveillance of MI6, watching M... Bond guesses that Blowfield is using terrorism to get countries to join his surveillance system so he can control them. Blowfield explains he was the one behind all the dead people in Bond's life as punishment for messing with his plans. Blowfield shows Swan her father killing himself. (laughs) It's quite harsh. Bond convinces her not to look. Bond gets knocked out by a goon, wakes up strapped to a chair, sees a white cat. He's an automated operating theatre. Uh, Blofeld proceeds to drill through <laughs> drill through Bond's skull, <laughs> torturing him. Bond tells him to get on with it. It's less painful than listening to him. Uh, Bond removes his watch. Uh, Blofeld explains that he is going to drill into an area which will wipe out all of Bond's memories. He drills. He drills in, Swan runs over to him, he whispers, I'd recognise you anywhere, and tells her to take the watch, and he says, one minute, one minute. Swan chucks the watch at Blofeld, it blows up, destroying the computer, and sends Blofeld flying, and Bond escapes. Bond and Swan escape the facility after shooting at a bunch of goons. 
uh, after shooting a bunch of goons and then place. Hmm? It was just a dirty martini. What was? There was no soup on the train. There was a tray, though. With a cocktail shaker and some glasses. I just found the scene. Ah, okay. So Bond and Swan escaped the facility after shooting a bunch of goons. Then the whole facility explodes behind them. Got any facts on that? No, have you? Yeah. It's the biggest actual explosion ever created and holds a Guinness world record. Huh. There you go. All right. How do you feel about that? Uh, it bores me. Do you know I know that? No, go on. I watched the extras on the DVD. Ah, <laughs> so have you got a few more good things? Nah. I do think these ones are harder to find interesting facts on. I like it when there's like, you know, like the guy that did the um, little cameo in one of the Piers Brosnan ones, the uh, the the jockey guy. Yeah. I, I like those facts. <laughs> okay. One takes a chopper out of there. Back to London. Well, he didn't take the chopper to London, but now they're back in London. Emma, enter- Emma. M enters a safe house with Q. Bond I can only Swan... picture Judy Dench whenever you say him. <laughs> what do you want to call him? Mallory. Okay. Bond and Swan are waiting for him. Uh, Bond explains C is working for Blofeld. They head out to take down C. Swan says she's off and then just fucks off. Uh, Mallory drives with Bond and Q in the car. Q hacking C. The car gets taken out. Bond taken. Mallory does a runner. Q and Mallory end up in Money Penny's car. Which is a quicker way of doing it. They took about 10 minutes showing us that. <laughs> Bond takes out his abductors, um, literally. He's got like a hood over his head and then just grabs, managed to grab the gun out of one of them, shoot them both blind and then uh, take his own hood off. He's got some skills, man. And then he heads into the old MI6 building that Silver. Is it Silver or Sylvia? Silver, wasn't yeah. it his name? Destroyed. There are some arrows pointing the way for Bond to follow. C can't get he into his own system. Mallory explains what he knows, and then calls him a C. I think <laughs> I can't remember what he says. Something about oh, well, C is for careless. That's right. Yeah. After walking through some rooms with some images on the walls of Bond's victims, Bond finds Blofeld behind some bulletproof glass. The building is about to blow up. He has three minutes to either get out of the building or find Swan. That's somewhere hidden in the building. Blofeld now has a big-ass scar across his face. It's like it's like we're still in origin story. Yeah, yeah. Like four movies in. Bond does a bunch of running around trying to find her. Q hacks C's system. Mallory has a gun on C. The strug- they struggle for the gun and C falls to his death off of his stupid curly stairs. Bond finds Swan. Uh, he jumps down through all the broken floors that's caught by Annette. Annette not being a person, an actual yeah, Annette. That would be good, though. Annette's just there waiting. <laughs> Thank God you were here, Annette. <laughs> they, es- they escape the old MI6 building as it blows up in a speedboat. Now, the first time I watched this, it's like front on on a speedboat. Yeah. You don't see the water. You just see like the arch above them. And I thought for a minute he was on a monorail. 
Oh. But then it pans out and he's on a speedboat. <laughs> Blofeld in a chopper. Bond chases by a boat along the Thames, shoots at the helicopter, manages to hit one of the engine, and it crash lands on Westminster Bridge. Bond catches up with injured Blofeld and has the option of killing him if he wanted to. At one end of the bridge is Mallory, and the other end of the bridge is Swan. Blofeld looks at him and asks him to finish it, and Bond says he has something better to do. And then walks off with Swan. And then I, put, I guess he quit. Mallory arrests Blofeld. And then we've got a little scene at the end. Q's lab. Bond turns up for his restored DB5. Heads off with Swan to the old school Bond music. The end. <laughs> so yeah had it have actually been the end I guess that would have been quite a nice little like he's driving off in the original car he's got the girl Mm -hmm. if he hadn't come back and then it would have been interesting to see what another reboot what what new direction would get explored after that I am curious so so we've got one more movie with Craig mm. Which we know is his last one. Yeah. So they've announced it's his last one. And then, yeah, I don't know where they'll take it from there. Are they going to, they have to use those same other people, actors, right? And just carry on the Bond thing now? I mean, uh, four, well, like four movies of setup to get to this point. But then I suppose that gives you free, because like Origin's done. So then mm-hmm. you've got the stories, the actual Fleming stories again to kind yeah. of so take like, the bones of. We've never had an origin not of Bond I, until now. And not just Bond, but the whole department of how it became. only like, yeah. Hmm. They could do stuff like kind of universe crossovers, perhaps. I did, something that made me think earlier, um, there was a throwaway comment, comment about, um, it was about this film and like they, there was a moment that made this the podcast people kind of liken it to being in... Uh, was it Toon World, Toontown from <clears throat> Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah. And it yeah. did make me think, actually, a Bond film kind of set, like, in a Toontown animated world with, like, Jessica Rabbit as a Bond girl <laughs> um, could actually be pretty cool with some with some cartoon characters. Losing you. You're gone. You're frozen. <laughs> it's such an odd picture again. I'm going to send you the frozen picture. I don't know if you can hear me. Oh, you're moving. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. That would be a very good one for next. What? Is it, can you hear me? Now I can. I haven't been able to hear you for about a <laughs> I can a hear minute. you fine. Okay. Okay. You were frozen for ages. So are you. Did you get a picture? Well, I think you started it first. Did you get a picture? No, I did not. I like my picture you've taken. <laughs> kind of grainy. It looks like you're super proud to be part of Spectre. I am super proud to be part of Spectre. <laughs> it's the really crap logo they've gone for. I actually do look like I'm part of Spectre because I've got the headset on. Yeah. Did you see there's three Spectre logos? Did you see the original one? No. Put it on the board. Yeah, okay. You see it? Um yes. Oh god. R- what? 
<laughs> what I'm looking at. So, so we've got three logos from 63 65 and 2015 yeah. and they're kind of like the first one is like a ghost shaped octopus inside <laughs> yeah. an egg yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next one is like um spider-man um he's got mm-hmm. little spider-man eyes and he's got pincery legs and then the last one is uh the one we've got but it, now i'm looking at it like that it looks like batman really i like this one's just awful the, the, the 1963 one is the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Was that actually used as the yeah, I guess. logo? Yeah. Like a weird wobbly ghost jelly octopus. I can't imagine where unless it was on like the goons uniforms or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the 65 That's one over special. the new one. Mm. I'm going to get a t-shirt made with the uh, 1963 one on it. <laughs> <laughs> You could get a ring. I might. I don't want Q to put it on a special little scanner, though. No. That's right. Every moment. Right, so Lee. What up? How many money pennies are you giving Spectre? How many money pennies are you going to give this movie? Uh, I like it. I know you don't like it very much. But I think it was a good introduction to Spectre as long as they continue along this line. If this is all like a build-up for nothing, like they dump it and do another reboot or something, it's going to be a real shame because they built up... For three movies, they built up Bond's backstory. Now they've built Blofeld's backstory and he's actually linked to Bond in his childhood. And by the end of the movie, he's got his scar and um, a real reason to hate Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a very good setup movie. Um, hopefully, the last setup movie for him. And I would give it. Mm, let's have a look. I need to compare. Mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a four. Okay. Like that. It's borderline three or four, but I think it's better than some of the threes I put up there. So I'm going to go for. Okay, I mean one is as far as I can go on this. One. Yeah, it it was it was. So you gave fundable. Pointless. <laughs> yeah, it just it didn't capture me at all. It was long winded. There was maybe. Um, an interesting angle and I've got two things I want to talk, talk to you about one is on the podcast I listened to today they were talking about he was saying that Her Majesty's Secret Service is not a Bond film and neither is Casino Royale or especially Skyfall that mm. they are um, what did he call it like a, a drama thriller kind of thing they are not Bond action films Okay. and I think, and I think where our points come from I'm more into like the drama and you're more into the action. Mm-hmm. So for me, there was just nothing to watch in this film. Ah. Actually, there was a lot of action, right? It was all jumping across buildings again and car chases and gadgets. And gadgets. All there. Um, and then the other thing I want to comment on is that I listened to a completely 
completely unrelated podcast just because I normally really love the podcast and there was some woman talking about so the whole film uh, the whole podcast is about films and she was saying um that she really hates it when people say that they don't like horror films and that it's the only genre of film that anyone can get away with saying they hate without being questioned on like people just accept it when you say you hate horror films um because it's just like an easy target and I thought she was it seems like be a really weird cause that she was backing mm. but action film I would willingly say action films for me are pointless yeah I would willingly say uh like romantic comedies a crap films generally. all romantic comedies well in terms of like like if somebody doesn't like horror films yeah. In the same way that people can not like horror films, I cannot like there might romantic comedies and there might be the odd one that's different and it might be the same with the people that don't like horror films. But she had this really strong opinion that horror films are the only genre of film that people ever say they don't like and it's because um because people feel empowered to do it without being questioned on it. It's like it's really um I think you're thinking about this too much, love. <laughs> I think most large genres genres have subgenres now, don't they? Um, horror films is one of those now. Action True. films is definitely one of those. Really? Like sub- what does action go down into? Well, I say cars, planes. Yeah, got sci-fi. I, I don't know. It's sci-fi. Oh god, it's sci-fi. sci-fi. Its own genre with either an action or something else, or is it the other way around? I would have said sci-fi was its own genre completely. But you don't have and to have, it doesn't have too. to be an action film. Well, no. Well, there you go. You're just like that woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm not. She's saying that the only <laughs> genre that you're allowed to say shit is horror. I'm saying you can say as many genres as you like. It's personal okay. preference. But I I think I could name films in any genre you don't like that you should watch and that you would enjoy. Well. You'd have to give me a minute, but I reckon I can make no, you a list. But maybe this is, maybe this is an idea for the. I'll put this on the ideas for the next series. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Films um, we both think each other should watch. We could do that. Right, Madeline Swan. Um, She's not memorable at all, is she? She was okay. I thought she was a bit on the young side for an ageing Daniel Craig to end up with, as in, like... You should start with Monica Bellucci. Yeah. Um, you I can put her anywhere, was, mate, just okay, like he did. Okay, so... You're hovering halfway up, almost at the top. <laughs> Get out of there. I'm, I'm going over good head. I have a good head below Tiffany Case. Yeah. Yeah, fair dues. Okay, Sam Smith. The writing's on the... The mm. writing's on the wall. <laughs> I mean, I did... It's, it's about right. Maybe above well, Right Madonna. at the bottom. Yeah, ever, yeah let's, ever so slightly above Madonna. <laughs> okay, Hinks. Oh, man. Uh, Look at that. Metal thumb. What? Never, never... Never say never, never again. Uh, from bottom. Uh, yeah, well, 
What, what, That's what crazy. The, every time we look at this list, we have to start singing. What What's the octopusy song? I don't know. Octopussy. <laughs> you can sing. You can sing. Never, 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 never say never again. again. Maybe it should be higher. Why didn't we like it? I don't know. Is it because it's not a, an official Bond movie? No. It wasn't allowed to play. I'm moving it up That's a few. It. I'm putting it over here. <laughs> I like that song. I was singing it for weeks. You can go higher than that. Where would you go with it? I would go. How did it end up so low? I, would, I don't know. Put it above Jack Black. Yeah. Put it above Diamonds Are Forever. What? Diamonds Are... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, a bit of a... Cool. There you go. Unless they never came with Deedus pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking with these <laughs> subcategories we've made here, yeah. At the end, we should see yeah. which film comes out on Does top. Does the best, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that because I was looking at this before we started. And um, Her Majesty's Secret Service isn't in any of the top places. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be top. It's just about who's overall best, right? So what So what are you going to call it? Like a top 10? Well, you'd give them points all the way down. Right. So what's it going to be, 26, 27 movies? Oh God! Okay. So top top line so gets twenty seven points 27, all the way down to one and point, and then just right. Okay. So you gets the best score. You do know there's going to be a lot of admin involved in this because we I, haven't labelled all of the. I feel like you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind. It sounds like my kind of task actually. Yeah, we can do it. like a column each or something. Yeah, I'll do it. It sounds fun. I'll, I'll wait it so that a match wins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be interesting to see how they place compared to what yeah. we've actually given them as scores. Yes. Well, not interesting, okay. but you know, interesting to us. Any anything else that we want to? Because because the next one is the last one. I know. So it's <laughs> so. I'm actually we'll quite have... sad about it. I know. I, I look am forward to this. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have our. We'll be able to rank Craig in our hierarchy ultimate Bond, Bond rankings until the next movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I think we should. So, we, so we're going to do the drinks. I'm going to. What I'll do is, how about I come to yours the night before the twins thing. And then what oh, yeah. I thought I'd do is on the Sunday drive us all there and then drop you back to the nearest station and then I'll drive home from there. Oh, okay. Right, sure. Yeah. So, so what does that oh, mean? Yeah. We're gonna watch it here or just um I think happening? watch it separately. No, oh I don't know. No, let's watch it together, drink okay. together, and then record from separate rooms so you get the two audios. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. That gives me a bit of time as well to do all the admin that's going to be needed to work out these scores. When are we doing um, that? Um, uh, so July 8th, so we've got a bit of time. July 8th. Okay. Backwards. I'll put that in uh, note. And I should have soup for dinner. Forget the soup, Felix. If we're having Vesper martinis, we're going to need uh, something more than soup. I guess we could have bread with the soup. We could have a lot of bread with the, with the corn chowder. <laughs> yeah. oh, my corn chowder isn't mixing well with this recipe. 
Um, nobody okay. does better. Number one. Right. Yeah. Nobody does. Hinks is... You Hinks know what we could do that song. night? Play it's the whole soundtrack as well. Have in, a Bond Like disco. a top 40 kind of thing. And in number one yeah. place. Well, <laughs> 40 of 27 songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring my um, odd job hat. Okay, odd cool. Job marmalade. <laughs> I still got that job marmalade. I only ever had it once. We can get the boys over. Hmm? <laughs> we can get the boys over. Because we, we should carry on drinking. And, and um, oh, because I did suggest to Dan, he really wasn't up for it at all. But I did suggest a game of poker, like the poker night. Mm. Um, but maybe we should. Maybe we should, like, finish off the evening by, like, playing some um, uh, Baccarat. We should learn Baccarat <laughs> with your cards with no numbers on them. <laughs> we're not going to do any job. You're going to get two Vespers in and Vespers. then we're just going to pass out. Let's play. Let's play baccarat. We could try. Right, right. Hinks and these metal thumbs. What do you call Hinks. him? What's his name? Hinks. Hinks. I think his name is Hinks. Okay. Um, I like him. I would say he's no Jaws. No. He's, no he's better than Diamond Face, but not as good as Fiona. For me, I'd put him there. Go on then. Okay, and car chase is all yours. Okay, so we had the Rome Cobble Road Drifty Drifty, which is pretty good. And then do we have another one? Aeroplane and car. So we're going to go with Cobbled Rome. I would say, can't remember Tomorrow Never Dies. So I'm going to go over Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay, go on then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in number one place. Nobody does it better. It's what? Yeah. Number one is nobody does it better. Yeah. That must have been there for ages. Yeah. Well, Pigface has been there since Connery. almost the beginning Fucking of hell. time. Yeah. Wow. Who's the Bond? Well, let's not look it up. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure on the next Bond girl. <laughs> oh, I want to know now. Who was the last Bond girl? <laughs> We'll find out. Oh, in a couple of in a couple of weeks. No, I'm going to look. No time to die, right? And Is I'll that tell what it's you called? what. Yeah. Because uh, I knew the song, and I know that it's uh, Danny Boyle. What's Danny Boyle? The direct. Directs it. Ah. I don't know this Bond girl. Um. Should I tell you who she is? Go on. Em. Anna de Armas. Oh, her. she's also from Knives Out. Oh. She's got big eyes. Interesting. I don't really know her, I don't think. Right. Okay. I'm excited for this. You are? Yeah. Right. July 8th, your place. There was nothing, 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 nothing. Um, anything to ask AI? Oh, yeah, no, that's what we need to do. Right, so, AI, Spooky Girl, what is your favourite Bond movie and why? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a sad night. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Right, until the 8th. Until the 8th. 
Laters. Ciao.